This call is being recorded. Hello, and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today, Esti Goubet, who is the author of Your Travel Bucket List. And there's some more to that travel, to the title, The Ultimate Guide to Enrich Your Life with Great Adventures and Unforgettable Memories. That sounds pretty good to me. Are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing? Great. Wonderful to have you. Um, Thank you. This, this I've been thinking about some someone that does what you do, uh, mm-hmm. because because now that it seems the if 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 you know the people that have been weighed cage in cages, um, all this time for the past year, I would assume all that energy is is coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and if you can if you can sell out the uh, the uh, Tokyo Olympics, then <laughs> there's another one there. Uh, I'm not sure I'd go. <laughs> well, there are so many people rebooking the trips that they can't had had to cancel. You know, back when you know co- when when COVID hit, it was spring. So all those you know spring break trips, all those those summer trips, all had to be canceled or and and a lot of people got credit you know they didn't even get a refund so as soon as you know the 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 doors opened the floods opened too and everyone has been booking travel well um i know we experience some of the same here uh we're we're what you call my wife and i are, are picky travelers um you know, we, we, we don't want to get on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, we bought an RV. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, we, 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 we had difficulty finding RV parks. Mm-hmm. Um, so the RVs for sale now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I should plug that anyway. Anybody wants an RV? <laughs> give me, <laughs> check out my, it's a 2021 <laughs> Fleetwood Fortis. <laughs> you can send me an email info at, <laughs> searching for integrity.com i'm glad you said that or did i say that well you, yeah you know rvs were really popular because it was basically the only way that you could social distance and travel at the same time exactly. but you know uh, the airlines actually have been extremely safe you know they were the first ones to come out with you know new air sanitizing systems and things like that the hotels too uh, now have new safety protocols and certifications for you know sanitary cleanliness and all that so it's actually you know if you if you're smart about it yourself and and you know there's lots of ways to travel safely well i would hope so i know people get get itchy about uh wanting to go and wanting to do yeah well you know what they say is that the average i think it's like the, the quote is something like 85% of families prioritize travel for um, for what kind of deal they could get a deal or a value 
right? When they pick their mm-hmm. vacations. Now mm-hmm. people are a little bit different. I mean, that's still important. And, you know, we talk about integrity. Now a lot of people are prioritizing, uh, you know, a whole ideological shift for more, you know, um, more moments, more more experiential travel, more meaningful travel that respects the community, uh, eco-tourism, volunteer tourism, wellness tourism. These are all new buzzwords, you know, <laughs> new niches and travel that are exploding. Well, that helps expand the, the, uh, the industry, I would assume. Um, Absolutely, you know, and, and, it's, and it is important because, you know, when we talk about, you know, living with integrity, Traveling with integrity is very important. Uh, if you go blindly and, and, you know, buy any old, you know, African safari or, or you go to Thailand and you're going to areas where they have, you know, they have elephants around and things like that, you need to look very, very carefully and invest a little time into making sure that these places are not places that exploit animals or exploit the local culture of the community. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do any of that. What is the most? What is the most? I guess attention is drawing. Uh, to which which type of traveling now is drawing the most attention? Well, definitely, like I said, ecotourism is very very popular. You know, what we is all ecotourism. Yeah, it's it's kind of the alternative to modern over tourism. You know, it's a it's a return to nature and cultural you know, culture-centered travel. It's basically, you know, responsible travel um, to natural areas that conserves the environment and, you know, kind of sustains the well-being of the local people. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder how they came up with that name, Echo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> echo everything, echo tourism, echo everything, you know. Right. It's, and, and it is a wonderful way to travel because typically you're going to the non- touristy attractions you know <laughs> you're going you're going to find right. the real you know villages to talk to real real people um, you might be even be doing something wonderful while you're there you know you could be uh, volunteering at a sanctuary for animals you could uh, bring supplies to a small village uh, those kind of things put you a little bit more in touch with the culture where you're traveling mm-hmm. to, and it's just more enjoyable and right. more memorable. Now, now, would that include or use of the word experiential travel, what mm-hmm. you're describing now? Yeah, yeah. So I, I do talk a lot about that in my book because I think that is just a, a, a general shift. Now, we all enjoy and probably need right now a nice you know, vacation on a beach somewhere. And, you know, you can experience that. That's great. And uh, But there's other experiences that you could have when you travel. Just right. the idea the idea of basic, before you run and pick, you know, the, the new hottest place on Instagram to travel to, first stop, maybe meet with whoever you're traveling with, whether it's friends or family, and have a really good deep dive into what you want out of that trip. You know, what do you want to do while you're there? What do you want to accomplish? Do you want to learn something new? You know, and then when you kind of get that brainstorming done and you have like a nice list, then you could look up the best places to do them. And it's just so much smarter, you know. Uh, 
to give you an example, my uh, daughter, she's 18 now, at, but and I have two daughters, 18 and 21, and they're both like powerhouses, <laughs> really. And so when this one was young, she want, I don't know why she just got into like saving sharks from extinction. Mm-hmm. I don't know why sharks. She was, you know, 11, 12 years old, but that's what she wanted to do. She didn't know what to do. She's like, do I put up flyers? What do I do? <laughs> you know, and we talked about it a lot. And uh, so we all got scuba certified. And uh, that's when we started scuba diving on our vacations. Right. You know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. okay, so when you do that, are, you, you got to ask yourself, are they caging animals? <laughs> you know, like how... How are you, you know, how is this happening? You know, how are, how are we, how are we doing these experiential travels? You know, are the mm-hmm. animals happy? Are they safe? Are they well fed? You know, so when we, we went and we did a shark dive in Fiji and the sharks were leading the show. <laughs> we were, nobody was caged. <laughs> we just had, it sounds weird, but, and so unsafe, but it was really great that there was tuna in big, that bu- buckets like big garbage trash cans and things full of tuna and the place was called the bistro and the sharks would go there to get their treats and the you know and the the masters those dive masters were literally handing them tuna out of their hands like treats and wow. um, I said to the you know, as as a mother of course I said how do we know this is safe how do we know the the sharks know the rules and he said, you could see they're all lining up and going in a circle, you know. And then when the when the tuna's done, they swim away, and we swim the opposite direction. <laughs> and that's right. what we did. It was amazing, you know. They weren't um, they we we weren't doing anything to harm the sharks' environment. We weren't feeding them so that they didn't know how to feed themselves. They were still out, you know, in in the ocean by themselves. Just a little treat, you know. So that's I think. You know, that's kind of an example where you really have to think about it and go, hmm, how how safe is this? How good is this for the animals? You know, Um, another one that people like to do is they like to go to Thailand and see the elephants. Right. And Mm -hmm. there are elephants on the street like circus elephants. Maybe not the best environment for an elephant. It's not its natural habitat. It can't be put back into nature. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you go to a, a, a legitimate elephant sanctuary mm-hmm. those are places where they take out element the elephants from those bad situations and they're they're no longer able to be released but they take care of them in a nice environment where they're fed and they're happy <laughs> and you can go there and you could feed them bananas and you can wash them with a hose and you know find a way to, to be one with the animals and with nature without uh, disturbing the ones that are already out uh, in the wild you know, once upon a time, uh, when I was in the military, in the Army, and it came my time to uh, pick my vacation, which lasted, uh, I guess it lasted a week, I chose Bangkok. Mm-hmm. And I was just fascinated with all of that completely. Uh, the temples, the, the rivers and canals and so forth. Uh, uh, it was uh, really something, really something. I um and I, I you know I'll never forget I, I that's one of the places that I'd go back to. Mm-hmm. Because it was yes, off it, the beaten path, right? Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. What made it so exciting? Right, it makes it different. Mm-hmm. So boring, you know. When you were talking earlier about uh, go to the beach, I mean, you know, my wife and I we we 
one day and we've had enough of the beach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, not that we don't like the beach, but let's do something else. What else, what else is around here besides mm -hmm. the beach? It turns right. out only, only the beach. <laughs> well, you know, there a lot of times there's lots of things to do at the beach. There might be, you know, like a, a turtle rescue, you know, sanctuary where you release the baby turtles into the ocean, you know, <laughs> certain things like that. Um, that that could you know that could be part of it but it's, yeah. it's really just impo the importance about you know and how to keep your integrity when you travel is just basically to learn as much as possible about your destination you know take the time to understand the the customs the norms the traditions of the people that live near that beach you know and then mm -hmm. you know purchase the local handicrafts and products to support that local community i heard a report on the uh radio uh probably npr a day before yesterday or so about uh, travelers and whether or not the beaches of texas i'm i'm ca calling you and talking to you from texas mm -hmm. and you know there's a lot of beach exposure here in texas mm -hmm. um, but they're also finding um some not healthy beaches as a result mm -hmm. of i guess pollution pollution sure yeah and you know you can say oh it looks great doesn't it you know how do you how do you how do you comb through all of that and you know, eliminate any 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 bad things well you know i live in a beach community uh in san diego uh called moonlight beach i can see it from my house it's across the street it's where i go to walk my dog and it's interesting after a weekend there's a lot of stuff left on the sand, <laughs> you know, cigarette buds, um, balloons that have mm -hmm. popped, you know, that leaves a little plastic that's very dangerous, you know, for the mm -hmm. ocean, um, all kinds of things left um, that are, you know, could be dangerous for the little feet that are going to the beach the next day. Mm -hmm. um, and that, it always upsets me. But but also, like, for instance, this weekend, I also saw groups that they, they come in almost every weekend sometimes and they clean the beach. So you get on a pair of gloves or you get like one of those sticks that picks up stuff so you don't have to reach down, right. you know, mm -hmm. and they have like a, a, you know, kind of like a, a fun little game about like, uh, these are the things you need to find, you know, find one piece of, you know, gum wrapper and find one mm -hmm. tab to a soda bottle and that kind of thing. And so, you know, it kind of balances out on the mm -hmm. beach after a busy weekend. But yeah, I mean, people should think about it when they're on the beach, not to leave they're trash right. you know, sure. to get picked up. So, that, yeah, that's important. That makes me think of a trash stabbing contest you can have. What's that? <laughs> See how um, much trash you can stab with a stick and pick up? That's right. That's right. And the winner is. <laughs> yeah, the one who gets the most. <laughs> I, um, I wonder if travel in space is going to be available in our lifetimes do you think what do you <laughs> wow um that's a little over my expertise level to be honest with you i've, I've gotten as far as like jet travel and cruises but not um, right. not spaceships <laughs> just yet. well you got to be a guy like bezos you know to get your, <laughs> get, get your own travel well you know why they're doing that they're those guys are doing it because there's some I forget what it is, maybe you know more about this, but there's some natural like coal type substance in space that they can use for energy. 
And so that's mm. why those types of, of companies are, are into space exploration because they want to bring back the next, you know, energy producer. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. Mm. I prefer to yeah. travel, you know, for me, there's plenty to travel on Earth <laughs> right now that I haven't seen. Sure. So uh, that's what I like to do. You know, I'd, I'd go back to Vietnam if I had a, had the opportunity um, yeah. just to see what it was like today versus what it was uh, for me 50 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And, I would and go back. you know, there are beautiful, beautiful places all over the world, you know, places that are still untouched, so to speak. And and to do those kind of trips, you need to plan your travel a little differently. You know, you're not going to see the real untouched areas of Vietnam on a gigantic cruise ship, for example. You mm-hmm. might see it on a small, smaller ship, you know, maybe like a Windstar cruise or something that is, you know, maybe 300 people so that they can, that, that boat can go into smaller ports in, you know, in villages and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, that, the especially now after COVID, you know, people are really taking a look at those smaller ships and mm-hmm. considering them more than they did before. Not not everybody thinks they're a cruiser, but everybody should be a cruiser. And these days there's a cruise for right. every type of person. One, one kind of uh, cruise that I think your viewers would really like is the ones that are expedition-based. Right. So think about that. You You're on a small ship. And those expedition cruises are specifically to go out into, you know, the kayak, the big, you know, the motor kayaks and the jetties and things and go out and explore areas, you know, that are almost untouched, you know, so to speak. So uh, those are a lot of fun. And, you know, they're not that kind of lazy vacation that you think about that you're constantly every morning getting up and going out and exploring. You know, it would be interesting to, and I can probably do that much by watching uh, the news, even commercials on TV, that people may be, as you were saying, interested in smaller boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason for that, of course, is that there's, if, if that's smaller boat, then there's going to be a limit on the number of people. Um, I've had a lot of opportunities, my wife and I, we, I should say we, and decided, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, and, and of course, it, our decision turned out to be good um, <laughs> because it uh, there are so many so many people involved. So you're talking it, about like, on a big cruise, not yeah, to do a big cruise. gigantic five thousand people cruises. Yeah, the yeah. smaller ones, I guess, are, are are the Viking tours. Is that right? And there's so many brands, and Viking is good, but there's lots and lots of others more than you would think. I actually went on a cruise with a private company that was a barge cruise in Peru on the Amazon River. And there was only, I think, really? 12 or 16 cabins on that mm-hmm. boat. Right. And we, you know, we went down the river. We, we all, um, we stopped at a village one day and we all brought, brought with us. You can buy right on the ship little fishing kits and little like toothbrush kits and things like that. To, and, and everybody just brought like pencils and things for the village. You know, so it was a nice way to kind of see the local community and, and do something kind while you're there. Sure. You know, and it was a beautiful trip. Stunning. I've never seen uh, pink dolphins before. So for me, that was a treat because, like I said, our family has been scuba diving for many years now. But that was new. <laughs> right, right. 
and that was uh, that was only Amazon. Yeah, and it sounds like ooh, Amazon sounds scary, you know. But yeah. it was, I think, the most leisurely trip I've ever taken. It was, you know, a nice soft, you know, luxury barge, and we had beautiful meals every night. And then we go, we'd go into during the day smaller boats that fit about eight people, and we we'd very quietly go alongside the shore of the river looking for birds and animals and different things and it was just really relaxing and just easy you know it was mm -hmm. an easy trip are there still a lot of expeditions in africa um what do they call those the, things the safaris so i see the safaris oh yeah. yeah and now there's every type you you know luxury safaris is a big trend right now, you know, because normally you think of safari like, oh my God, it's going to be hours, there's going to be no air conditioning. <laughs> you know? right. It sounds like, you know, for me, it sounds like torture, you know, without air conditioning. <laughs> but there are, you know, you can go to the most glamorous hotel chains and they probably have something uh, on a park, you know, like we're talking about these, these um, ecological reserves in Africa. Mm -hmm. So you can make that whole trip about learning about uh, the environment and learning about animals and just and and still be going first class. Interesting, mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, you also got to have some some gumption to do that. I think. Um, <laughs> I think you know. I, now I'm a travel advisor, and I'm not I'm not mm -hmm. saying this just to like you know toot my own horn or promote myself, but I think it's really important to have a travel advisor. You know. It could be me, it could be somebody else that you know, you know, in your family or, or whatever. But first of all, travel advisor, when you were talking about integrity, they're a small business, okay? They're not like they used to be where these big corporate offices and, and you know, you speak to like a travel agent on the phone and they're sitting at a desk and they just book things all day. A travel advisor really knows the business and usually has some sort of niche that they're really good at. So sustainable travel or ecotourism could be one of those things. And instead of you doing hours and hours and hours of research and trying to find that type and make sure you have a good trip, you can go to a travel advisor who's already vetted those vendors and know that they're good and they're doing the right thing. It makes mm -hmm. it so much easier, you know, to just oh, yeah. let go a little bit because the internet is overwhelming now. Let's face it. You're going to spend sure. 30 hours on there researching a trip. But I, I could research a trip much faster and I know who to call and who to ask, you know, to make sure that it is, you know, a, a trip that supports the local community and the animals. Of course. Yeah. We, um, I'm not sure that we're going to get around to that one, but, um, <laughs> the, the African safari. Uh, yeah. The come safari. to San Diego and come to our zoos. <laughs> we have the best zoos here. That's right. And, uh, uh, we've done the yesterday. San Diego zoo. Yeah, yesterday, I, you know, actually, we spent the day at SeaWorld, you know, and the first thing they told us, you know, during the dolphin exhibit was, you know, that they're, they're taking care of these animals, they're saving these animals, you know, and they, they reassured us all that these animals were being treated well. And, you know, how I forget the amount that they said they saved so far, but it was something huge, like 25,000 uh, animals, you know, right. So, yeah. You know, you you don't you pick the theme parks that you know are good, right? You don't want to go to you know, the ones like uh, the lion, you, you know that what's that lion guy that has a, that TV show, you know, where they have like this small mom and pop place that <laughs> exploits a few lions. You don't want to do that. You want to go to places that have been 
vetted. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I can tell you're really good at what you do. Uh, while I'm th throwing accolades you're in your direction, why don't you tell my listeners um, how they can find you and, and, and bring up your book again and all the other things you'd like to do, have them do. Sure, sure. Again, so my name is Esty, kind of like Esty Lauder. So if that helps you look me up, it's E-S-T-E-E. -E. And my business is Luxurist Travel. So not luxury, luxurist. So L-U-X-U-R-I-S-T travel.com. So that's my email address, Esty at luxuristtravel.com. That's also my website, Luxurious Travel. And you can actually see the video of my family with the sharks on my website, as a matter of fact. So I really? go there. I have a lot of information on my website, a lot of articles and a blog. And just I try to do good little short videos whenever we go on trips. Um, so that's a lot of fun to look at. And I also yeah. have a free magazine on there if you want to go and subscribe to that. And then, you know, my book, obviously, I mean, this is my passion project, right? My travel book your travel bucket list. And, you know, I know you've had a lot of authors on the show and they say, you know, they always talk about the subtitle. What is it that you're, that the readers will gain, right? That's what the subtitle should be about. So mine is the ultimate guide to enrich your life with great adventures and unforgettable memories. And so that is, you know, that's the promise of my book and of my travel agency as well. I want to thank you again, Steve, for being mm -hmm. our guest today. Um, this was uh, enlightening. You always learn something for something like this when you're not expecting it. <laughs> and I want to thank my listeners for tuning in to Searching for Integrity. And so long and happy trails to all. <laughs>